Yes, so we are back with another episode of Rabbit Hole, Mick. Oh, does this happening again? I must be in my car. Uh, <laughs> yep, you are definitely <laughs> in your car, and we're going to talk about commercials, expensive-ass commercials, and we got a guest to talk about expensive-ass commercials. <laughs> we, we do have a guest. <laughs> Chris, would you like to introduce yourself? Hey, guys, I'm Chris Prevo. I'm a writer for Pop4.com, and um, I was also a... So I guess I yeah got the con show for um, Michelle Ness's last films. Anyways, so that's where I, I met uh, Mick in person. So yeah. yeah, that's right. And what else are you? Where are you from? I'm from Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Canada. So like, yeah, so I'm like the token Canadian guy that's on the spot. So you're a can you're a Canadian. I'm a Cana- can- Canadiana, <laughs> Canadianan. Uh, yeah. Absolutely, from the it, great, it, the great state yeah. of Montreal, <laughs> in the great state of Montreal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and you accused me just now of uh, being a little bit overbearing uh, from time to time. I've never <laughs> anything more than overbearing. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's true. Because <laughs> I, I put, see, you see how I put my like writer bit in there. I, I like that. That was yeah. that. that <laughs> it's like the it's like the thing that you wrote in my book where oh. like, you were like, "I've never met a more what was it um, a pushier Canadian in my life." Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I think I actually yes, I actually have said that before, and I probably wrote it down right. Did you yeah, you totally wrote that in my book. Uh, yeah, well, and that's. It, and it kind of became your thing. Like I remember at Crypticon um, this past year, you you were like kind of doing that like for everybody. You it was like Mick Strawn is going to give you the best quote in your book. Buy the book just for the quote, and the book also is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I got to insult people, and they loved you. Yeah. And and then and then they got the glory of the book. The, the, the glory that is the book. Oh god, that <laughs> book is amazing. I, I, I've read it another time, so it's five times that I've read that book. <laughs> well, we'll, well, we'll probably talk about that later. But like, oh yeah, god, I can never stop talking about this book. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll go into that later. Let's. Now here, I, I I need to tell a story, and uh, and and I need. I'm, I need a Canadian point of view on this story, so okay. I'm going to take tell it. I'm going to start telling. Uh, well, yeah. How how should we go about this? Okay, but the very first thing that I did in Hollywood with my sister <laughs> was um, she had gotten a job in New York that then moved from New York. She she was she was doing off 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 Broadway, or as I like to put it, theater. Way off Broadway. Yes, way off Broadway. Uh, theater, as it were. You know what? If you say theater just right, it it means a lot of work and no pay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like 
theater. Le theater, as we say. Theater. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. So, so she, her director on the show, uh, got a job with uh, the Canadian Safety Board um, as directing and and uh, um, developing. How did she land that? How, how? Well, you know, this here's the thing. Was, this is what I've been I, wondering. How the I, hell did she land this? Well, the, the director's name was Jean LaFleur. And Jean LaFleur was directing uh, uh, this weird little off-off-off-Broadway play in New York. Okay. Okay. And 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 he got the job. And this is this is how it goes on down the line. Um, as soon as you get the job, there's you, there's two things that you have to think to yourself. If you were totally qualified for the job, then what you want to do is you want to buy you want to get only the most qualified people you possibly can to work on it with you. However, if you feel deep down in your soul that that you're not qualified for the job and that you're just barely up to it, <laughs> then you have to hire somebody <laughs> that is enough of a friend that they won't let on <laughs> the fact that you don't know what you're doing. Right. So, yeah. so he hired CJ. <laughs> so <laughs> CJ then comes with him to LA and then it was CJ's turn because now he's hired her. She did wardrobe. He was, <laughs> she, he hired her means is there's, you know, only one thing of wardrobe in right. this commercial, plus all the painting of the sets means is that it's a futuristic, right? I mean, the, everything is going to be made. And so he made futuristic her, for like, what, what's the time period? Though? Well, time period. Ugh, that's a good question. Cause it um, holds up. That's what's crazy. About I don't, I don't know what the time would, would be. It was like, it was like early eighties, 3000, maybe feels like it. Oh, the time period that we're talking oh, the, about was that you're talking about. Sorry, about that. that I'm talking about is uh, like '83, something like 1983, yeah. and and so she um, she gets she gets the job. She lands in L.A. All of a sudden, she realizes that she's got the same pro- problem that John Lafleur had: is she has to find somebody that's not going to let a, let on the fact that she has never uh, been the lead on um, uh, set scenic painting. So <laughs> she hired me to then come in, uh, being as I wouldn't let on that she didn't know, just like she's not letting on that the director doesn't know what he's doing, right? So it's the blind leading the heart of hearing, um, leading the uh, lame around. So, uh, but... Anyway, I wind up on this commercial. Now, this commercial, we'll go into this is it, it, in a little bit, but I did that commercial, I, <laughs> and then I went on with my career. Um, I, I stayed in L.A., and I kept working. And, uh, at, you know, the rest is, you know, uh, in IMDb. <laughs> but here's the weird thing about this. Is I never thought about that commercial again. Jeez, dude, you have no idea. I mean, I, I, I wrote, I, I was. It took four months to do that commercial. It was incredibly complicated. Uh, it was a huge paint job, and it's a technical, and it, yeah, yeah, it was very technical. Um, and so I'm 
doing a podcast about a week ago with a couple of uh, your types. Uh, <laughs> you bastards. <laughs> <laughs> you Canadians. <laughs> Canadians. Can- Canadians. Canucks. Yeah. Canucks. So, uh, is a Canuck a really bad thing to say about a Canadian? No, it's a Canuck. You pronounce it wrong, but like, uh, don't forget. Yeah, we're I'm a Montrealer, so it's a little bit different. But that's we're all we're Canucks. Canucks. Okay. Yeah, Canucks. Sure. C- Canucks. <laughs> Canucks. Okay. So, um, so I didn't realize that I, I didn't know you know, where these guys were coming from. Uh, it's called Mark's Friday Podcast. Okay. And so I had no idea what was going on. I had no idea what was going on. And I... Um, uh, well, you talked to the, about them about uh, the certain... Right. I, I talked to them about the start of my career, right? I mean, and that yeah, doesn't yeah. come up too often. And, and, and oh, so... Oh, yeah, I, it sure does. Just- <laughs> so... <laughs> So I talked about this commercial, right? And they go, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is is this commercial called Play Safe? Because I was just describing it. I, I hadn't even used the, the name. Right. Um, and uh, <laughs> and I go, yeah, I think it was called Play Safe. It had a robot in it. And they go, and they knew the name of the robot. Yeah, Astar. Astar, right? And oh, I was like, God, man. And I'm not kidding. And I was like, yeah, that was the name of the robot. <laughs> and so, uh, so I, uh, so I, they proceed to tell me all about Astar and this commercial. And I'm going to let yeah. you take it from there. Well, okay. So like Mick contacts me. Should I tell the story, Mick? Go. Well, like, Mick contacts me the other day. He's, I think it was like midnight in my time. He's uh, Western, I'm Eastern. And he's like, Have you ever? I'm going to do it in the Mick voice. He's like, Hey, <laughs> I, I read it. I always read, like, what you, what you, uh, send me a. Yeah, you read it in my voice. <laughs> I mean, he's, like, he's like, Hey, hey, buddy, have you ever heard of this, uh, thing? This, this, uh, this commercial? Like, uh, it was like, play it safe. Oh, wow. Oh, like, I, li- I, th- I think I literally like texted you back saying, "Yeah, Astar." Yeah, like, Astar. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, like, oh, jeez. I'm like, and again, I'm like, oh my god. Like, Mick Strawn has just once again opened up like the fact that he's played a part in my childhood <laughs> yet again. <laughs> and I don't think it's very fair because I'm like, oh, like, jeez, man. Like, first of all, he had Nightmare on Street. He had, he had, uh, you had, he had Mortal Kombat. He had everything. I'm like, okay, can you just, it's so weird. Cause like, I, like Mick, I consider you a buddy, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. And like, it's so weird to like, when, like, you know, like your, one of your buddies is like, okay, I, I, I was cool. Like I was at, I was at your uh, presentation when we were at Crypticon in Seattle. Uh, that's right. when I found out that, uh, you did everything you did on uh, Mortal Kombat. I was like, oh my God, I didn't know that. <laughs> and then out of nowhere at like midnight, and then I think I, I went up to the bathroom and like I, I checked my like uh, Facebook message. And he's like, you ever, you ever uh, see something about a, like a, <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, don't tell me. Don't tell me you had something to do with that. And then Nick was like, 
<clears throat> sorry, excuse me. He came back and he's like, yeah, and like me and my sister painted all that stuff. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> the next, the next, I, I, what did I, what did I say? I, 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 something like you're like a legend. You said this, you said, holy shit, you're in my childhood. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly what I said. <laughs> it's exactly what you said. <laughs> I was freaking out because everybody my age, I'm like, I just turned 40, and everybody around my age, in that age group, definitely knows Astar. I, I like, we can all like just mouth it from like, we're like, <laughs> from our, our, our mindset from the past. We're like, I'm Astar. I'm a robot. I can, I can get my arm cut off. You can't. And then, like, he does the flex of the arm. I'm like, and, and he's the guy <laughs> involved in this. And I told him, like, you have to understand this thing, Nick. For Canadians, this I, is a part. This is a part of our like, our literally like, like the house hippo was like, <laughs> like our growing. I don't know if you know what the house hippo was. If anybody's listening, you guys know. No. Oh, you, you guys get it because they did a new one. Actually, Canada, they, they updated it. It, but look, Google the house hippo. But like, also be, before that, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Because Canada had this thing called CanCon, and like, I don't, I, I still don't understand how like Mick was involved with CanCon. <laughs> because CanCon means you're supposed to use like the inside, like in Canada stuff. So obviously, Mick was not in Canada. Right? Yeah, obviously. I was... But like, but like. <laughs> Other than all that craziness, every single person my age within a five-year range up and down knows who Astar is because they told us, be safe or else you're going to get your arm cut off and you can't put it on. The number of stories that I've gotten on my feed. Every single Canadian knows what this every, is. is. Every single Canadian us. was just crazy about that. Just they went nuts. And I'm not kidding. It it is not. It's something. a part of our heritage. Yeah, and, and 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 for me, I was like, oh yeah, no. Well, first of all, I want to tell you some great stories about that. Okay, so I'm going to give you some of the background stories that behind the making of it. Please do. Well, there was there was a company called Apogee. Which okay, was, I know uh, that company. Richard Edlund's company. Okay. Um, uh, it was founded by uh, Edland. Uh, l- 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 let me look it up here. I actually had it, had it waiting here. Apogee. Uh, they, they, they did. Apogee did a lot of the special effects on. It, it was a company that was founded by John Dykstra. Okay. And Di- in 1977, after, after he had left ILM. Okay. So. So ILM was a company, Industrial Light and Magic, you may have heard of it. Um, in 77, by, by 1977, I think that they had done two of the Star Wars films. They were the, they were... Um, oh, ILM still does all of them. Right. Oh, ILM does virtually everything. Everything, but, yeah. But, but Dijkstra it, made yes, a company. Disney, <laughs> Dijkstra, Dijkstra went on to make Apogee, and Apogee became a production company. That um, did uh, a lot of uh, a lot of the Star Wars. Uh, a lot of not not. They started with the Star Wars, but they also did some of the Star Trek, and um, 
just a super, uh, super experienced company. But here's the thing. One of the things that they did was Blade Runner. And when you went in the office of Apogee, in the corner, they had set up the entire Blade Runner city yeah. from the opening shot. And I went past that all the time. And the thing that I the thing that I saw was so cool was that was how they lit it. Because first of all, there's a couple of things I have to tell you about about it that you just would never suspect. But an awful lot of uh, a lot. Of, I mean, it was a huge model, but also around the perimeter of it, they had taken. Um, they had taken like photos of of retorts and um, industrial uh, steel making plants and and you know very industrial stuff. They'd taken all these pictures of it of them, and then they had taken and made them about five inches high, and then etched them on brass. So so all you can see, and then and then paint them black, right? So all you can see is just the outline of all these, and they would make them like five to six deep, right? All the way around that outside of it, which means it just makes it look like it goes on and on forever. And the way that they lit it is it's, it's the platform that it's on has another platform about three feet below it. And that platform has got dental mirrors that, Tilt. That's what I was going to ask you. They put yeah. mirrors. Yeah. Literally, literally like about three or 400 of them, of these little tiny mirrors that, that you could look down there and each one of them was tilted. And, and then what they would do is uh, they would put uh, either jewels, uh, like, uh, you know, fake jewels or yeah. synthetic jewels stuff so that they would just hit those points. And then those points would look like, you know, uh, would refract light off of them. Right, right. Um, I mean, what an amazing piece of work! But, but the, you know, like, can can I ask you a serious question? Sure. So going back to like the Astar thing, the the um, the whole the whole production of that right, right. Like, I I leading up to this, I did obviously I'm a writer. I do research, so. I watched like uh, a thing where you talked about it. Um, and you kept referring to the robot as a she. So it was a she because it was a she because it was a female that like acted in it, right? Or or yeah. was or or was the robot supposed to be a she or was it androgynous? I I don't want to use her last name because I know that she got out of the business. Uh, gotcha. But her name her, her name was Allison. But and- okay. Is is that why you referred to her as a she, or was uh, yeah yeah? Was but was the robot supposed to be a she, or is it androgynous? I have no idea. It never occurred to me. It's a robot. Okay, so it's to me to me though to me though it looks like a woman. To Canadians, it's androgynous. I, I I'm not going to speak for every Canadian. Well, but Canadians think- are androgynous. <laughs> it's it right, Mister Strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, no, but like uh, that's how we—that's how we literally. Really? Because I, 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 I think it was supposed to be like in every, like uh, for the the commercial for like right. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like, yeah. Look at it now, knowing that that's that that's a, a, a it's a woman, and and she was uh, Allison. I can't think. Uh, uh, she was small. She was very small. small. She was very small. She was a, a, a very small person, and uh, she was a gymnast. Yeah, clearly. which you can totally tell by yeah, the by by the movement, you know. Yeah. Um, and um, but uh, the thing is, is the way that they did it is she she fell through four. She was doing uh jumps and spins uh we built it in probably a i think it must have been eh, 40 feet high uh Jeez. each one of those tubes was 40 feet high and i think that there were four of them right okay and so so you see her flipping so so basically what we did is we filmed them in slow motion high speed uh, reverse mag so uh so you see her uh the cameras the cameras are uh are not moving with her but they are centered at about 20 feet right okay right at the middle of these these the these two and i say tubes but they aren't a complete tube because one side is open it, it, they're like a half tube right okay and the full scenery is within that half tube. So that scenery, though, is is that CGI? No, no, it's all scenery. Those oh, here's no, here's here's that, that's, that, that's not practical. No, it's all full scale. All the blades, all the blades, all the gears, all Are of that kidding? is is full scale. No, come on. No, I mean, I was there. I painted all of it. <laughs> Like I don't know if people like like okay I hope the people that like are listening will go back and watch what we're talking about because like there's like that moment where like there's like these gears but it's like a Norelco shiver yes <laughs> right you know exactly what I swear to God that to me I'm not kidding every time I've ever seen that commercial that's exactly what I thought thank you. Exactly. That, 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 that was the head. It, was, it looked like the head. Yeah, it looked the like, gyrating, like Right. It, it literally looked like you took the screens off of a neuron yeah. shaver. Thank it really you. did. <laughs> As a kid, I was like, well, that's what happens when you take the thing yeah. off the thing. The <laughs> well, those were, those were about four feet around. Oh, my God. To give you an idea, it's, it's she literally, she is jumping in front of all of that stuff. And, and, and oh here's the weird God. thing about it is oh when she does God. her flipping, when she does her flipping and stuff for, first of all, they, they were really film cameras that they were used. And when she would jump, you, you would hear this, you would hear this. Yeah. Cause like they sped it up. Yeah. Yeah. Because they sped it up and they went through a whole hell of a lot of film filming that. Sure. Right. Right. And, and so literally the whole thing would be, and then she jumped and that's it. Right. And then she do it. She do it a few times. And um, I think the way that we did it is we, we jumped. She jumped through all of them in a day. And then we had to look at the dailies to see what we had gotten. Cause yeah, we didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you don't have, you, know like, no, you don't have like video village. 
No, 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 no video yeah, village. Right. There's no video. Yeah, wow. no video village. And the thing is, is it was hard to tell even what you were getting at that speed. You know, because you know, to be honest, uh, probably the thing that we took out of the film running that day uh, off of one camera is, you know, probably three seconds. Yeah, like a fraction, uh, exactly. Uh, and we're spilling film. I mean, we're yeah, doing for sure. Left yeah, and right. You're just, so you're just trying to grab like like a new one. <laughs> right, right. You're grabbing three seconds out of that. Oh that. my god. And, and that's what that commercial is made out of. That and commercial you know, is a sorry, it's a master. <laughs> it's it's it, no, it is. It really is. Like I, I you asked me about that, and like you, when you messaged me, I like I'm like, oh, this, and I sent it to you on the, the messenger, and you, and you're like, yeah, that's it. I'm like, Jesus, oh, <laughs> that's you. That was and my. My first goddamn job. <laughs> really? Really. <laughs> Boy, I, you, you, you know, uh, you, a, after that, you walk away being pretty good at things. Yeah, you know? I can imagine. Um, I, I, I learned, I learned not a lot, but I learned everything on that, on that one show. I mean, I, I learned all the techniques for, uh, for painting because, you know, what, what I did is I took all their techniques. I took their techniques for painting miniatures and just blew them out to do the whole thing. Yeah. Right. You know, because they knew miniatures and I figure, well, you know, I knew how to paint <coughs> and I knew how to run a crew. And so well, we, we expanded all that. <coughs> like as a carryover, it's kind of like, what, like it probably brought you into that, that junkyard scene, right? Like, it, right. You look, like it's a segue, but it kind of is. It kind of is. No, no, yeah. that's that's really true. But I also wanted to add another thing because um, this is this is like uh, a true behind the scenes that nobody else would know. Okay. Um, I mean, so, <laughs> so we filmed for a day. We set up. We we saw what we want. We were going to then adjust it. Um, we started to film the second tunnel. And the thing is, is she had a safety rope. Now, <laughs> you, you never suspect something that has the word safety in front of it to try and kill you. Every time I hear Nick like, do that little giggle, I, mean, I know something <laughs> went wrong. Yeah, well, this is, this is true. So, she had a safety rope on her. And so that when she's standing at the very kind of trapeze like platform uh, that would, that we put at the very top of all these sets. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Cause she had to get a little bit of a drop before she went across the sets to set herself. Right. So she's up really high and uh, <coughs> the safety rope that they had tied that they had, tied on a carabiner around her uh on the harness that was underneath the uh the suit itself yeah she had a carabiner on the side of her that was tied and went all the way down to a rope that went off stage and somebody tied it to the back of to a bumper of a truck 
And just before she started, just before she unclipped it to do the second day of filming, uh, the second run through, the truck left. And it dragged her. Oh, no. It dragged her across the second set. No, across the third set. Uh down through all the scenery, all the all the scenery, uh, as she's trying to claw and stop herself, and and uh, and literally out underneath the door of the stage, and she finally got the carabiner loose just as she got outside of the stage. Ta- took her to the hospital, um, and she and the set was frozen. Yeah. Uh, as an accident scene for uh, about three weeks. And then, <laughs> and then we had to go in and we had to repair the set. Oh my. And, it, uh, and she was in the hospital for three months and wow. then she came back and finished it. I'm thinking that you need to do a book on like the horror stories from that. <laughs> right. You should totally do that. Right. You know, you know what I think is so weird is that there are so few people that that have ever talked about all the really behind the scenes stuff. Well, that's it. Like, there's not like a group of people that is it. There's like a I don't know, like a definite. There's like a group of people that watch like the behind the scenes. I'm not, I'm not kind of guy. Right. I've always been like interested, like like the making of. You type in the making of on YouTube. Right. And, right. And you get that. But they all tend to, but they all tend to be terrible. Yeah, because behind the ha- behind the scenes, people for the most part are it's not, not really, coming from the people. They're not really good at explaining what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And right. in fact, I think that that's a very technical. It, it, it's kind of a. Uh, <laughs> it, it, uh, it's, yeah, I get it. I get it. It's like yeah. uh, it's like it's like not. Let's just say it's like a foible. It is. Uh, it's, it's like, like maybe a, it's a thing that maybe people don't want. Well, know. it's no, it's it's more like this. Well, first of all, Hollywood has never wanted to talk about Hollywood. I mean, of course, yeah, no, no, unless they, they they don't want to talk. They want to talk about stories that they can control. Uh, I mean, the, yeah, exactly. the big upper ups. They want to talk about stories that they control, and they Absolutely. make and they've always made the stories the way they want, which I've always had some excellent examples of well the truth compared to how it was presented but the thing is is underneath the people underneath are not the storytellers you know they're not and And now they are that's the thing that's well yeah now they are but but that still doesn't make them better that good at it (laughs) well they could they could like reach out for some help well, and, and trust me that uh, most of them do need psychological. Uh, if you worked in the film business, you just can't avoid that. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, there. let me throw another little ad- addendum at you <laughs> that kind of goes with that particular set of stories. Okay. There is that now at night. I'm sleeping and I got the job of being the security guy on on uh, the set because I was there at night 
literally sleeping in my van. On the Astar set. Well, I had a 67 VW van, right? So I was on the Astar. I was I was on the Astar. Of course, of course you did, Nick. Yeah, of course you, I did, right? You know, come on. <laughs> no, because no, he, he also had like, talk about your bands. My what? Oh, yeah. His, his, oh, yeah. His bad. Like, 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 my first car was in like 1977 Mercedes Benz. And like, Big Straw was like, of course, it's a good car. Yeah, I so, did. Like, and the thing I was going to say, like, that I wanted to have before that was like a VW, like, that. And of course, we had it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> sorry. I, I'm sorry for well, like, uh, interrupting. Here, here's, here's the great thing is, is that um, <laughs> it was stuccoed. Uh, oh god. <laughs> it was it, it had a it had a rough stucco uh texture on it and yet it was like really dark blue and dark gray split with that line on it, you know that not really at all. You know, the 67 bands have that line, you know, that uh line all the way around them and then peaks yep. down in the front, right? Okay. Um it, it it had been wiped out so many times and um uh it would it was just the roughest van you'd ever seen. So I kind of just did it with building materials, <laughs> smoothed it all out, and then stuccoed it. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Which people would leave me really nasty notes that, you know, like they had rubbed up against my van and it, it had like left, uh, you know, scars on their, on their, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> scrapes on their body, you know, like, oh, God damn it. You know, you should never this thing in a, in a box. That makes you know. Yeah, God damn it. So... <laughs> So I'm sleeping there at night. Now there's a stage next door and these are all really big warehouses. They're not really, you know, built as stages, uh, which in the eighties you use stages all over LA. I mean, that's a stage. uh, Warehouse was a stage was. Yeah. yeah, Right. So um, (laughs) the warehouse next door, they were filming a commercial that and they had set up what looked like kind of a old timey uh, observatory, you know, yeah. with the big with the big yeah. slit for the telescope to look up into. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I was just like, yeah, and, and I was watching them work because they worked later than we did, and uh, you know, watching them work. And the set decorator comes in with a um, with a telescope, and. Uh, and she kept, and it's it, it's like uh, the production designer is uh, checking out all the props that she's brought in, right? And she has, uh, and he goes, and where's the telescope? And he says, well, it's right here. And I and I just, I'm literally just watching them, and and the production designer goes and looks down, and he says, that'll never, dude, that's that's a real telescope. She goes, yeah, you want you want a telescope. And so she had brought in this really expensive Celestin telescope, right? And, and which is not very big. I mean, you know, it, it, and the thing is, is here's their observatory with the big slot and all that, right? Right. And the domes and, and all that. So it may, anyway, I'm standing there and I, and I looked out and I say, you know, excuse me. And I introduced myself and I said, um, you're looking for something out of a Jules Verne flick. You know that, right? And he goes, exactly, Jules Verne. I mean, that's what the set is. And I go, yeah, that's what the set is. You need that big 12-foot. I said, you're not going to find that out there. 
of course, I didn't know. I, I didn't know anything. I was from San Bernardino. So, um, <laughs> but, but I assumed that it wasn't out there just, you know, unless you made it. And, um, and he goes, yeah, you know what it looks like. And I go, right. And I, and I literally drew it, you know, just a really stick figure version of it. This, and he goes, which, which production? What? This is for which production? Well, this is, this is the, the production company that's next door to, uh, our production of, uh, of uh of Astar. Astar. Of so Play you're Star. like gathering you're like right now you're gathering like like everything you can on Well yeah right visuals. now Right now, now I, I don't know so so anyway I the next thing you know is I I say well I'll build you one for three hundred dollars. And 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 he goes well, when do you need he says, you need it by the morning. <laughs> I go okay well <laughs> So that's like, that's like the Nick special, right? Exactly. So <laughs> yeah, I, no, I no. literally, I literally shit that motherfucker out. Uh, I, I, I went around and I took all the trash. So I put together all the trash cans. I made. I mean, the base of it, I started by by taking a trash, uh, making cutting a piece of plywood. And putting a four by four through it, and then taking a trash can lid—you know those kind of plastic ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah of course. Because okay, they look great, right? And yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Then I put it down over that, and then I put a sauna tube in around the four by four. Okay, and then I cut like that slider for a gear. You know, you know that slide yeah. thing, right? Yeah. You know that's in an arc, right? Yes, yes. I cut, I cut that thing, and then I used a bucket, a a bucket, a small trash can, a large trash can. And then I went up into the ceiling and I grabbed the biggest motherfucking steel duct that I could find. <laughs> and I cut it out of the air conditioning system. And <laughs> it's total big, it's total big strong. And, and you were like, you were like, you are the original, honestly, you are the original, original like, MacGyver. You're going to say MacGyver, it like, like every, maker. everybody, MacGyver maker. Well, you know what? You know what people have always called me is they've always said that I, I, I was the King Mouser and a Mouser is a guy who puts a bunch yeah. of stuff together yeah. and, and, and uses it for something else. Right. Yeah. So, so, so I went up and I literally cut that out of the air conditioning system, which I mean, that had to be a drag for somebody. But it was yeah, you know, like, but they'll deal with it later, but like, I need <laughs> so fuck them. Well, you know, the, half the time a, a film company was just a criminal enterprise. Yeah, I right? know, right? So, <laughs> it, it, it absolutely well, absolutely. You're like, ah, the insurance company's getting paid. That's right. Ah, you, you <laughs> told Delphia, they had the mob. Uh, we That's why we bought it. Yeah, we had Disney. So uh, anyway, so uh, <laughs> I, I wind up, in, and I, the thing is still, and then I used our paints because I had all the right tones and stuff right. from you know, from, from the commercial, I use our paints to paint it all up and make it, you know, look. And, um, and I talked and I took the eyepiece part off of the telescope off of the one that she brought in. Uh, I used that, that eyepiece part to make it look real official. (laughs) And, and so here's that next morning. Then I found out what the commercial was for. It was for McDonald's, and it's the first commercial that had the. Uh, I haven't been able to find it yet, but it was the first commercial with the professor. 
oh Jesus, Jesus! <laughs> I, I can't even. I, I just you what? I just remembered that. Yeah, right. That's oh that, the the commercial that where he's looking in the he's looking in the eyepiece, right? That I built that commercial. I built that telescope. <laughs> so. <laughs> So there's a there, there's another little part of your youth, but to play it safe, to play it safe, the actor, like like you have to understand it. Like you have, I don't know. This is like, this is what I, like a, the actor know about Mick. You have to understand. Like okay, I was cool with like World Combat. I was cool with like um, Nightmare Four, right? But this but is like, the one that kicked it over. But, yeah. The, like the like like the the act the it's not even actor actor is like a thing that like uh, it's like a it's like a it's, it's actor actor yeah. I call it actor because like we actor is like a thing that we had like well that's know, but that's also CBR. what we actor knows I think we had like in our youth for CBR but right. actor I, I can always go back to but uh, actor is like this thing and like I told you like I freaked out. You know that I freaked out on our messenger. And I was just like, oh, oh my God. Dude, there's no way that you were like you're, and you're just like, yeah, I was the guy. Oh, I was like, like, <laughs> I, like I, I'm telling you right now, my hand, my hands are in my face right now. I'm just like, I'm like rubbing my eyes. How did it I, happen? I, I feel, no, because like there's like there's certain things. Canadian, right? Yeah, right. And like, and 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 that commercial was like a thing that was Canadian. Like everybody, five up and five down years from my age, is like, yeah, oh my god, <laughs> that's like, I can, I, I did. Did I not post a thing on Facebook the other yeah, day? Yeah, you did and immediately. And I'm just like, oh my, oh, holy crap. Guys, um, obviously, like you guys know what this shit is, but like, did you guys know that like my buddy Mick Strong like had a hand in it? And everybody was just like, "What the hell is going on?" <laughs> it's, it's, and they're and they're like, "What the hell is going on?" Because like I reminded them of those things that like in your childhood lie dormant. And, right. Right. Uh, yeah, and they're and they're like, and they're like, I could have lived my entire life without being reminded of. Astar. But like, thank you so much for reminding me about that. <laughs> well, what surprised me is that there's actually somebody has actually made a cartoon of that commercial. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's sort of like a later version that that maybe was done. Uh, I know they redid the commercial. And it's all in CG, but like Right. Well, this this I, seemed I, to be a cartoon version of it, but maybe it's because this the uh CGI oh, I was mean, just I mean, terrible. I mean, you need to send me. It's just so funny. <laughs> it's unbelievable. My girlfriend Julia is like obsessed with like your work nowadays, and like the fact that we're made like ass. Like, <laughs> you, you like you 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 like up my status with her, like with my girlfriend. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> grown. I know who he is. <laughs> but like, wow. literally, she's like, she's like, 
Nightmare on Elm Street? What? She's like, oh, Mortal Kombat's cool. I'm like, the other day I was like, he handed his sister painted like after. She's like, get the hell out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, like, I'm, I'm famous here just with her. This is, the, the, it's uh, it's really, really funny because I, I, I never could have, uh, it just surprised me. Oh my God, man. It's like built into our like, DNA. It's built into she wants me to say she wants me to like ask you to say say hi Julia. You do that for me. Hey Julia, how's it going? Thank you, man. <laughs> Thank you, man. But seriously, no, but seriously, it's like the, the that commercial is built into the Canadian DNA. Like, I don't know if Amer- Americans have no idea. That's that that's what I've heard from several people, and and that's why I thought I would make it a one one of our uh, episodes because it just seems so strange. Hey, Chris, yes, sir. Thank you so much for coming on my show and 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 babbling to me about uh, Astar. Thank that's, you for having me. It, it's it's been a hell of a lot of funny. Uh, it's a hell of a lot of funny. <laughs> it's always funny with me. Yes. Miss you, man. <laughs> so, uh, TJ. Yes. I think we're done here. Yes, sir. Take it away, my friend. Well, guys, that was another episode of the Rabbit Hole Podcast featuring yours truly, TJ Bowser, Mixtron, and special guest, Mermaid Juju. <laughs> Uh, Chris Primo. Mermaid <laughs> 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 Juju would be my like my login for like my girlfriend. Like that's <laughs> my name is Chris Prevo. Chris Prevo. Chris Prevo, writer for pophorror.com. Yeah, what, what else you got coming up these days, huh, buddy? Uh, actually, well, I'm going to be doing uh, a review for a cool robot film, but uh, the thing that I'm actually kind of slightly involved with, but like I am definitely promoting, is. Um, my girlfriend, the Sierra, that is, that is with Samantha, um, and not, not now, but, uh, my, my, my buddy, uh, Ricky. So check out my girlfriend, the serial killer. There's stuff looking. My girl, my girl, my girlfriend, yeah. the serial killer. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Well, we, we will be checking all that out and, um, and I uh, I think our work here is done. I want to thank you. Thanks for having me, Nick. What? Thanks for having me, Nick. Oh, you're okay. so you're so welcome. Uh, we got to get together again sometime, my friend. I'm sure that we. Uh, uh, Chris, thanks, thanks to everybody. Uh, uh, TJ, go ahead and take it away, and then kill this thing. Well, guys, see you guys next week. Host the most, TJ Bowser, signing off.